If you've been listening to Cold Weather Bats over the last two seasons, then you know about Prospect Center. If you're a baseball player trying to get better, this is the spot for you. Located in Clinton Township off of Hall Road, Prospect Center is a training facility specific to baseball that is available to all levels of ball players and teams. Their mission is to help develop baseball players into not only great teammates, but great players, along with preparing them to be ready for whichever level they are striving to get to, whether that's high school baseball, college baseball, and even the pros. Owners Nick Capaferi and Mike Rice are former summer ball teammates and former college baseball players, and they've developed a program based on your needs and their past experiences. Mike the director of baseball operations, is the current head coach at Cardinal Mooney High School. They're currently on a run of back-to-back regional championships with one state finals appearance in 2021. On top of that, Mike Rice also coaches in the USPBL, a professional baseball organization in Utica, Michigan that plays at Jimmy John's Field. Prospect Center's sole goal is to help their Detroit Prospects travel program get to the next level. They have a ton of relationships with college programs and a very high success rate of getting those players into college programs. If you have any questions or needs regarding Prospect Center, shoot Mike Rice a DM on Twitter at Mike Rice 02. Again, that is Prospect Center in Clinton Township. Your needs, they meet them. Go get them. Welcome into another episode of Cold Weather Bats. Brandon Justice and Brian Sikowski, the boys, coming to you to talk about Michigan high school baseball as we always do. Very exciting week of April 24th. It is Monday, and we are talking shop about who did what, how they did what, where they rank now, where they ranked last week versus this week, the Super 25 and all of its glory, as you guys love to hear about. Uh, some new teams coming in, some old teams dropping out. A little bit. I would say this is it's probably the most movement we've seen, yeah. which is this is usually how it goes. You know, you hit you hit the kind of like the seclusion, like the final couple of weeks of, of April and you go into May and you start to see some things actually take a little bit of shape. Um, I also have our analytic rankings as far as what the system says that we can talk about, too, that I'll yes. uh, share with you during the show, Brian, because I failed to do that before the show. Uh, but we will discuss that a bit as well and maybe do some comparing and contrasting to the Super 25. Uh, outside of that, you know, that's really what this week is all about is just talking. We're, we're at the point now where the content is the content. We're talking about what happened in the previous week, previewing a bit of what's coming this week and what to look forward to in Michigan high school baseball. Uh, Brian is in his uh, around the world in 80 days stage where he is watching everything from prep ball to college ball and everything in between. So, Mr. Sir, how are you? What's life got going for you this week? I even I even watched 13 and 14 year olds the other day on purpose. Yeah. um, By design. Nice. Once in a while. And it doesn't happen often. But once in a while, I. Hey man, there's this 13 and 14 year old showcase that's three hours from you. Do you mind? Like, okay, no problem. Um, and it was 30 kids. There were some interesting players there. A couple guys from Michigan. We were down in Cincinnati, but uh, really, really liked uh, this left-handed hitting shortstop from Indiana, 2027. Think he'll be a guy, but we're not talking about that. Um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been a good couple weeks now that the weather's cooperated. It kind of kicked off this run. Um, in Bloomington, I think we talked about it on the last show. Spent the weekend there, covered or went to St. Mary's against Walsh Jesuit, and I think we recorded that day. 
and that's the last time we talked. And like, it's that was an incredible game, one of the best high school baseball games I've ever seen. St. Mary's won one to nothing in extra innings. Uh, it was. I don't know how many strikeouts, 32 strikeouts or something like that total in the game. Donovan and Oliver for St. Mary's, Peach and Sullivan for Walsh Jesuit. Uh, all are Division One committed arms. Uh, Jason Oliver's a two-way, but he's going to pitch in Indiana too. It's uh, It was really, really fun. Uh, two really good teams kind of throwing haymakers back and forth at each other. Um, I think both teams hit a couple baseballs that if they were playing in your average high school field, they might've been bombs, but they weren't in a big park where we were at in Canton. Uh, and I think that includes the last or the, you know, the last barrel of the game or whatever, when uh, I think Will Boyce and I hit a, hit a ball, the center that was misplayed and that ended up scoring the one run. But I think that might've been out at St. Mary's, but anyways, Great, uh, great look there at the Eaglets and what was their first challenge of the season. I saw them break the streak in Columbus, um, went up and, and called with Chad on the prep, their uh, this, the first doubleheader with Brother Rice. That St. Mary's won the first game. They're tied 5-5 five to five in the seventh inning of game two, and because of CHSL rules, they will make those up. They'll, we'll make that up. That's not uh, – does not go into the books as a tie. So I think as of right now, with Mary's having won some more games in between there, I think the streak is at 80, um, and the streak will – be put to the test right away tomorrow on Tuesday. We're recording this Monday, April 24th for the record. Uh, right away tomorrow on Tuesday, they play Northville. And it's a non-league for both of them, obviously. Um, well, I don't know what, what the plans are as far as pitching goes for either team. I don't know if they, you know, if they're going to throw if they're going to throw off in a non-league, what, what's going to happen. Either way, um, St. Mary's and Northville, that's a, to really bury the lead. They're one and two in the Super 25 again this week, so they will play tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, I've seen some Ohio high school baseball, seen some Michigan high school baseball. Uh, I've seen Liggett. I've seen Marys. I've seen Rice. I've seen Gabriel Richard. I've seen Divine Child. Um, yeah, I was going to see a couple high school games in Indianapolis in the next few days, going to see everybody's favorite uh, celebrity high school baseball player, Max Clark, tomorrow. So celebrity. either way, I, Max Clark, really good baseball player, but he is a celebrity. He has 250,000 followers on Instagram or whatever. If that's not a celebrity, I don't, you know, that wasn't like an insult. He just no. is a celebrity. <laughs> um, more than I have. It's more than I, I mean, that's more than CWB has. And... <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's been good, man. A lot, lot of travel. It's not slowing down anytime soon. Um, I'll be back in the great, great Lakes state this coming weekend for, Oklahoma State coming into town to play Michigan. So Ann Arbor's an easier trip than Stillwater for me. So that's where I will see the Cowboys. Nolan Schubart's homecoming, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, shit, man. It's been fun. This has been really fun, the the high school baseball season. It's like this is my favorite Super 25 update of the year, I think, this one that we do right now. Like we're in – everybody started playing. Even the teams in the Upper Peninsula have started playing – um, you know, the D4 schools, not a lot of them have more than five or six games under their belt. And you'll notice that that's reflected in the Super 25 and that we just don't have any yet. Uh, but as they continue to play, that'll that'll increase. But everyone else has got like double digit games in. Even the teams that didn't start until after spring break are now well underway. We had a lot of movement this week. Um, the teams that we thought were dudes, a couple of them are off to slow starts, but I think we were mostly right. Uh, there were some teams that weren't even on the radar coming in that we now have ranked 
Um, so I think that's why it's my favorite one. It's like the one that has the most movement, the one that has the most like, you were right, you were right, you were right, you were wrong, you were wrong, you were wrong. Um, and not to mention, Brandon, I, and I won't spoil this one. We'll, we'll have the folks wait. A surprise downriver entry into the Super 25. Yes. Entry. A surprise downriver entry. Um, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, Brandon, I, give us the, uh, the weekly devs update. I know you guys had a big W the other day. Yeah, we had a uh, quite the uh, up and down week, I would say. Uh, the devs were feeling volatile. Uh, so on Wednesday, we lost to first place Milan. They're undefeated in the league right now and, and playing really well. We lost to them 16-0 at their place. Uh, you know, obviously it was a humbling moment, I would say, for our team. Not the first time we've gotten knocked around this year, though. So uh, we went back to the drawing board a bit and is probably one of the more interesting moments in my coaching short coaching career how many years is this now seven technically as a head coach though i mean it's only my third fourth season fourth season first as varsity head coach as we've noted so in my short varsity head coaching stint this was definitely the most i would say uh surprising result from a practice so we lose on third or on Wednesday, 16-0. And then on Thursday, our practice was literally how to be a baseball player, like how to play baseball. And we got extremely uh, granular and just got to the very basics. We didn't pick up a baseball. I mean, they warmed up because you got to warm up every day. You can't just let the arm just sit for nothing, at least get some light tossing and everything. So through for about, you know, 15 minutes. But outside of that, didn't pick up a baseball, didn't field a baseball, didn't swing a baseball bat, didn't – none of that happened. And then the next day on Friday, we didn't expect to play, but things in it where I shouldn't say we, I didn't expect we were going to play. Kids were obviously instructed to be ready. Uh, however, we got to a point where um, we ended up playing flat rock and we got, got a win, nine to seven. It was a lot of fun. It was, I think the most, I, I can promise you, was the most fun our kids have had all year and the most fun I think I had. I mean, no matter what, when you win, you have fun. But, uh, you know, we had 12 stolen bases. Um, you know, we 12, I mean, we scored nine runs and we had three RBIs. So a lot of it was just stealing bags and, and really the system that we've tried to lay out from the jump kind of culminating and not because we did a bunch of base running repetitions the day before, but just because we had a really solid concrete plan on how to do things between innings and how to have positive language. And when you strike out, how to get back to the dugout and as a guy in the dugout, how to talk to the guy who just struck out. And then when you struck out, how to go back to the dugout and tell the other guys why you struck out and what to learn from and just very basic things that, our kids, I think, understood, but weren't regularly executing on. And now we've got a drill to, that they have to and, and they need to. And um, it came down to saying, like, hey, like, let's stop saying control the controllables because, like, everybody says that. Let's start saying make the right decisions because we can't – physical errors, not being able to hit the ball 350 feet, uh, being a better hitter, those things aren't decisions. Those things are repetitions. Those things are – physical aspects you have to get better at over a period of time. It's not going to happen to a snap of a finger, but when it comes to like getting in and out of the dugout in the right way and being organized with things like that, those things are ultimately decisions. Like you're going to have to decide to do the right things. And when you decide to do the right things, you're going to be in a better position to accomplish what you can at the plate and in the field, because the in-betweens are organized. You're not rushed. Um, It's, good cohesion there's a good positive environment all of those things right there's so many so many layers to it right um, but ultimately you know we ended up playing as well as we did because we were i think more organized and our kids were in a better position uh, between innings and it's the little things right i mean we did everything that day 
the practice from like how to run the bases correctly. Things that like you get the job on February 13th and you get to the tryouts and I think our biggest flaw as coaches, especially when you're young, is like you assume everybody kind of knows what you know, and that's just couldn't be further from the truth. And so uh, it was good, man. It was a great win. Um, now, that being said, we're turning around and playing Super 25 ranked Huron today, and that's going to be tough. We're going to see Muzzy, who's one of the probably 10 best pitchers in the state, I would say, 10 to 15 best pitchers in the state, if not better, if, you know, we're somewhere around there. And uh, really solid here on team outside. It's not just him. I mean, they have a ton of really good position players, and they hit the ball really well. And, you know, they're fighting for first place in the league, so this game means a lot to them. So, so yeah, it's going to be a good challenge and, and got to turn it around. And so we are uh, chopping wood and having fun. Go Devs. Well, I mean, that's all we're looking for, right? Like continued improvement, especially development from guys who are going to be there next year and the year after. Um, but a- actually, Brandon, I wanted to – this is something I wanted to interrupt you with earlier and forgot until, again, just right now. Can you – you mentioned the analytical rankings that we have um, that we're going to compare and contrast to the Super 25. Can you kind of intro those? Like talk about our, our relationship with uh, – I don't – I, I don't know how and he wants to be referred to. Goose poop. Goose poop. Yep. Goose poop. I didn't know if we were using his name or not. Okay, um, not. Goose poop on Twitter. Um, who do, takes a? We talked about this a little bit on, on earlier shows, but does a really good job using the numbers to break down uh, high school sports in the state, and, and he's done football and basketball i think right and then now does yes. baseball as well and it's you know there's a strength of schedule metric there's uh, a bunch of different stuff that goes into it and his the computer then spits out what the numbers say the, the top top 10 or however many he does teams in the state are and like there's some inherent uh you know like when you don't know about the schools in ohio or indiana that teams up here play like that that's kind of a blank spot in the data at times but either way i so brandon like if i didn't introduce it well enough please do right so i think i think you hit the nail on the head there he's been involved with uh, analytics for michigan high school sports for football and basketball and is now trying to dip his way into baseball uh, understanding the importance of that sport and how well it's done and if you listen to the show then we don't need to go any further on that you understand that uh this week's rankings were very interesting. Uh, do we, do we want to roll these out a little bit now, or do we want to wait until after the Super 25? Um, I just wanted you to kind of explain what the background of them were, like okay. how, how they came to be as far as something that we're going to talk about, and like right. if I didn't do a good enough job of talking no. about what goes no, into them. But great. we can wait to unveil them until later after we do ours. Yeah. Well, to give you the criteria of them before we before yeah. then uh, – Basically, if anyone here is familiar with like ESPN FPI or ESPN S&P Plus or like uh, Ken Palm or trying to think of all these different, you know, uh, if, as far as baseball goes, there's um, uh, Baseball Savant, right? Um, there's somebody, there's something else, like Fan Tracks, and yeah. uh, there's another one that is used a lot in baseball that I can't remember, but all of these different analytical ratings typically come out to a power rating, quote unquote. You don't see that too often in baseball because baseball is such an individualized sport. However, as everybody here probably knows, we, we can't weigh every individual in Michigan baseball. So what goose poop has done is gone by team and given each team a power rating based on the weight of their record against the amount of unique opponents. And then the record of that opponent. So let's say, 
uh, a, a team with a 12 rating beats a team with a 14 rating. Well, that's a huge win. Therefore, their power rating is going to be greater impacted. But let's say a 12, a power rating of 12.76 beats a power rating of one, two, three, then that's obviously not weighted as much. Right. So right. it's a, it's a far more realistic look at like, okay, you won that game. But what's the weight of that game? And, our super 25 tries to be an eye test because people will often say, well, our team is 14 and oh, why are we behind a team that's 10 and six? And we're like, well, that team that's 10 and six, their six losses are to, to five of our top 10 teams. Well, you're for your top 10 teams. What if they're not actually top 10? This is more of a true understanding. Is it flawless? No, and I don't think any rankings are ever going to be flawless. Uh, this is very preliminary. It's something that goose poop is doing his best. And it's so funny to say goose poop in all seriousness, but just understand that that is, that is the name of the system, and that is how we will refer to it. Um, but what Gooseboop is trying to do is find the right metrics to do this. And like we said, like the lack of data for Michigan high school baseball makes that a little bit more difficult. Uh, however, it is definitely something that is a strong reference because if you look at the rankings from this week, which we will go over soon, they're pretty well compared to ours, like, like, like extremely – similar and so i'm excited to to kind of compare and contrast uh, and that's all i have on, yeah. on the goose poop rankings that's Fair all i enough. have so yeah i mean without further ado i guess we can just jump into this week's super 25 we talked already uh, a fairly significant amount of movement this week there are some teams that moved up in a huge way. There's some teams that moved down in a huge way. There are some teams that we were giving the benefit of the doubt to to start the year that we are no longer giving said benefit of the doubt to. There's teams who have played ridiculous strengths of schedule. Um, and we're at the point now in the season where you got to start winning games uh, for us to, to really take that into account. Um, with losses on the record, I should say, obviously. But the point being, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of movement, a lot of new teams, a lot of new blood, a lot of teams that haven't been ranked before in this, dating back a couple of years now. A lot of big hitters who aren't ranked anywhere um, from years past. But anyways, Brandon, I, would you like to take us through the also receiving votes, also considered, whatever this is? As a reminder, every week we do a top 25. This is inclusive of all schools in the state. It is not specified by division. And then we have a – an extra five schools that are not are not ranked that we consider are also considered category or whatever. So there's 30 schools that will quote unquote rank every week. But Brandon, please. Okay, so in the also receiving vote section, we have first Rockford entering the fold. They are 10 and two. Above them, we have Zealand East also receiving votes. And these are in no particular order, uh, just the order of how, how they are on the sheet. Also receiving votes, Zealand East enters the fold as well. They're having a strong season at 12-0 and 0 and uh, had a nice win against Hudsonville. Not a lot of strong wins, so 12-0, and 0, uh, but looking to see them beat some higher, I wouldn't say ranked opponents, but higher uh, opponents that we know of um, and teams we know of more clearly uh, above them Allen Park and Downriver team entering the fold uh, again for back-to-back -back weeks and also receiving votes the Jags drops two to uh, airport and that is their I think they're eight and zero and one in outside of airport so eight and two and one overall and I think both losses are airport I might I 
pretty sure I'm correct on that. Uh, Goodrich continues to be a perennial Super 25 team. They remain uh, strong at 11-3. and three. And then Novi moves from the Super 25 to also receiving vote section. The Wildcats are 8-4 and four after getting swept by Brighton, uh, but a team that we still expect to be strong come playoff time given the, the power of their rotation. And at 8-4 and four in a difficult league, they are certainly still deserving of a spot in the also receiving votes category other teams that you might have heard of that are not going to be ranked this week gross point north falls they're struggling out of the gate five and five uh last check and they were a team that we originally had ranked gosh what was it five i think yeah yeah Yeah. so a stark fall off for the norsemen uh so far this year just struggling out of the gate uh forest hills northern uh, they drop after having a strong rating up top before as well. Uh, Stevensville Lakeshore drops. Grand Blank, after having those strong couple of seasons, are kind of coming down to earth a bit this year at three and four. Detroit Western has a solid record. Uh, they're not a bad team by any means. It's just there's not a lot of wins over teams that are, I don't want to use the word good, but there's not a lot of, wins over teams that we would consider for the top 30 to 40 teams in the state they're eight and four overall and those four losses are teams that we might rank and so until they can beat somebody that we would rank we're going to keep them where they're at and then mona shores was one of those things where it's like they're 10 and 2 but again similar to western that none of the wins are against teams we would consider ranking uh and then lastly cardinal mooney who might be the closest to getting into the receiving votes, I would say, of that category. I mean, they just beat Country Day. Yep. Country Day is also a team we haven't really considered ranking. And so, and Mooney has been a victim of like not being able to get a game in before break and then they had to go on break. So they've only had like four or five games this year. Yep. Um, the more they win, the better, which tends to be true for a lot of teams, but especially in their case, just considering the schedule is difficult to be convincing, uh, you know, and country day certainly is on that's convincing for them, especially being at their D four team. Um, but we'll see what else they can come up with over the next couple of weeks here as they continue to play more games uh, with the opportunity to do so. So that is it for the also receiving votes and the dropped out section. Yeah. I mean, Cardinal Mooney is, I, it's literally they just haven't played enough games yet. That's just kind of where it is. Once they get five or six more games under their belt and we do this again and they're beating people, then I don't – it'll be a – we don't even have to talk about it type of thing. Um, but anyway, on to the top 25. Some newcomers this week at number 25, Jenison, off to a really good start out west. They're 9-3. and three. It's a good club. Uh, they've had some very, very close losses to good teams. Just a consistently competitive bunch night in and night out. Um, and they've had some good wins so far as well. At number 24, Detroit Edison, up from the also considered. Uh, they are into the top 25 at number 24 this week. They are playing well. Their one loss is to Lakeland in what I believe was a split series. Um, you know, like we said, Brandon, playing well. Uh, the the, the depths of uh, pioneers, I believe they are. are. Uh, number 23, this is what we alluded to earlier, our surprise downriver entrant. Carlton Airport is 12-1. and one. They've beaten Allen Park twice. And I, I think, like, that's literally the reason Allen Park isn't ranked this week. Like, Right. No, it is. I mean, that's uh, only two losses. You know, hey, I, it was trending that way. Trust me. We saw all the tweets and all the Instagram comments and all the blah, 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 blah. Keep sleeping. Don't lose twice to Carlton. And you would be in the top 25 this week. But anyways, uh, Carlton Airport, shouts out to them. Off to a big start. If you remember, 
they are the club that knocked off Huron early in the state playoffs last year and now heading into 2023 on a hot streak, feeling good. Um, yeah, another a Huron League team, but we call them Downriver because they are. Uh, number 22, Detroit Catholic Central, down, down quite a bit. I think they were number eight last week or number seven, whatever it was. Um, they're 5-5-1. Five, five and one. This is where we talk about the strength of schedule stuff. They've played St. Mary's twice and lost. Um, we get it. I think they split with Liggett. I think they split with Brother Rice, beat U of D, lost someone else, blah, 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 blah. I, I get it. It's it's a tough strength. It's a really, really tough strength of schedule. Catholic Central is really good one through five-ish in their lineup. It's it's a good team, but the top the top is really good. They've gotten good pitching. Um, I think LaRue throws a complete game shutout every time he pitches somehow. Uh, he's, he's unbelievable, <laughs> the, the, the stats he keeps putting up at last year and into this year. Uh, but good team, but hey, 5-5-1, five, five and one, tough to have him ranked high. That's kind of where we're at. So Detroit CC down to number 22. Number 21 up a couple spots – or up a spot this week is Freeland. Uh, they're off to a 9-1 start. The Freeland 9, they play Garber this week in what is always a fun matchup. I, I saw that one last year at one point. Um, but yeah, Freeland playing well up in the Saginaw Bay City general vicinity. And number 20, another team that's up one spot this week is New Boston Huron. They are eight and two. Big showdown this week. Big showdown this week with the Red Devs. As of, uh, we will uh, report back with results next week, but that is certainly going to be a big one. Uh, like I said, Muzzy is on the mound. I don't even want to say the last name. You guys know who I'm talking about. I don't think I need to go any further, right? I think we're good on that. <laughs> but so anyways, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they are representing the Huron League. Uh, but Airport has been uh, awesome this year. And we faced them earlier in the year. And uh, it, it was uh, ugly in the final score, 14-0. I mean, it was like 6 nothing in the fifth or six, which whatever. Who cares about that? Um, we just don't have a lot of depth in our in our rotation, and when we go to reliever, you know, we've we got some guys who have something, and we're working on getting more out of it. And you know, Evan Brown's been a nice trending upward for us. Cam Driscoll's been pitching fantastic in his last couple of outings, and uh, I know Trent Klebeck's had a couple of great outings as well. So we'll get there. But Airport was super impressive. Um, God, I'm trying to remember Footlander. Uh, yeah, Footlander was awesome for them. He's a real tall. I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way. Country boy comes out of the hand with a knuckleball that he funnels with like a fastball and a curveball and a changeup. And I think the first 20, I'm not kidding. This is not an over-exaggeration. I think the first 20 pitches of the game uh, were strikes. I'm not kidding. First 20 pitches, I think, were all strikes. Works at his own pace. Um, extremely vocal. Defense and whole team kind of rallies around him. It's awesome to see. Awesome to watch him pitch. If you're listening and you're a JUCO coach or you're a D three D two coach who needs a, another arm in your class, like this guy's got a three point four GPA and pitched his tail off and has a lot of projectability in my opinion. So I think go grab him. He's great. Uh, and then we have not seen Huron yet, but uh, shout out Zach Zolchek, one of my good, 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 great buddies, is a pitching coach there, and I've only heard great things. So looking forward to the report on that. At 19, we've got Flint Powers. They are 8-2 and two, and continuing to prove, like, hey, they're one of the 25 best teams in the state. We haven't seen anything convincing from them. That's why they've really only hung out around 21 and 19. Um, but they are at their – I believe this is their peak this year at 19. Um, at 18, we've got Portage Northern. The 
gift that keeps on giving is Portage Baseball. Uh, they are 11 and three and one, and I think their only loss was Battle Creek Lakeview. Um, they have three losses, but the most recent one I think was Battle Creek Lakeview, and they're just continuing to be a strong team. And they have uh, was it Tomlinson is the, is the strong player for them yep. at shortstop, uh, and he's great. And not that it's only one player, but he's definitely one the one that stands out. At Seventeen, we've got Heartland. Uh, Huron has a win over Heartland, so um, that was a weekend game. I, I know non-league is something we don't value as much as give as much power to, but Heartland is a team that's uh, been challenged by a team like Huron. Um, but outside of that, I mean, they've been they've been as good as advertised. And uh, I'm looking for the record. I apologize. Seven and four. Um, so they have dropped a bit. Um, and the record isn't as astonishing as you'd like it to be. But again, one of those teams where it's like, okay, the schedule is extremely difficult. And we're weighing that into the ranking. So they're still sticking there at 17. 16, we've got West Bloomfield. I mean, they lost two or three to Adams, who you're about to hear about in a second here. Um, but the Lakers, led by uh, Josh Bernberg, have, you know, strong arms like Logan Picor and uh, the younger brother Brody, and they've got Fountain, and uh, Epps is out in center, and they've got some they've got some dudes on that team. They are 11. They're 13-3 and three overall. They're, they're playing a tough schedule. They beat the crap out of the Devs. So, you know, I was able to see what they had in store for them for the rest of the year, and it's, it's very encouraging. And then at 15, Rochester Adams, who we just mentioned, uh, the only – team to uh take a series from west bloomfield so far this year uh you know pico obviously has been tremendous uh for adams and they've got plenty of other guys playing well for them uh and the record overall uh is five and four because we had them up to number three dropped in now to 15 uh so they had a rough week after the big week over west bloomfield um but now are in a position where they've got to kind of go back to the whole prove themselves stage after uh, really convincing us they were a top five team for a moment there, but now pushing them back down here uh, to 15. Um, wanted to real quickly mention there was one other school we wanted to talk about in the open as far as um, we're, we're watching. They're just not anywhere yet, but we're watching, and that's Okemos. Uh They're off to a six and one start, just another one of those small sample size. We're watching. Don't worry. Uh, anyways, that was 15. Rochester Adams, yeah, Brandon talked about them falling. Um, had a really, really big start, really optimistic. It's early. They've only played nine games. We'll see. But had to drop. At number 14, staying where they were from a week ago, is Liggett, University Liggett. Uh, they beat the absolute life out of Gross Point North twice um, a couple weekends ago in what was a series where Gross Point North didn't throw anyone or didn't throw any of their, their uh, league starters because they were setting them up for the league rotation and Liggett's league worked it out, worked out so where they could, they could throw their dudes and then still have their dudes lined up for, for league games. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Beat the crap out of them twice. Um, but yeah, they're eight and two. I think their only two losses are to St. Mary's. I don't think they've seen brother rice yet. Um, but either way, Liggett playing well, eight and two. Number 13 will stay in Gross Point. Gross Point South, the other devs, the other go devs on this podcast. Um, Shouts out to them. Probably should have had them in a couple weeks ago, but we didn't. They're 11 and 3. They're off to a really good start. It's a senior laden club. Um, Wells Graham, Cliff Grabowski, if there's any number of guys there who are standing out and playing well. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, this 85 degrees to 40 degrees to 78 degrees to 35 degrees. Yeah, it's, me a, it's a, taking a, a toll. A road cold. 
Um, number 12, Brighton. This is a team we didn't have ranked who has shot up in a big way. They are 12-3. and three. They've beaten Novi twice, who was ranked last week. They've beaten Detroit Western, who was ranked. Their losses were early, and they were to Northville, if I'm remembering right. So they are on a hot streak at 12-3, and three, playing really, really well. Um, that's such a strong area for baseball. Brighton, Howell, Heartland um, out there in that general vicinity. Northville. Novi, just really, really good baseball there. Uh, another, another name in from that air, same area of the country. Number eleven is Lake Orion. They're nine and two. Uh, nothing super loud yet, but you know, you play eleven games and win nine of them, you're doing something right. So uh, at nine and two, they were twelve last time. They are up to eleven this time, uh, which brings us to the top ten. Brandon, do you want to do ten through six? Absolutely, I would love nothing more. At number ten. We've got a team that I have been advocating for from the jump, and I believe they are – They, I know for a fact they are Team Justice. They are on my, my team draft. Uh, that being said, so is CC, so we're hoping for, hoping for those boys to turn it around. But Monroe is at number 10. They are having an extremely convincing season at 10-1-1. and, one and one. Uh, You know, with a couple of guys hurt – I mean, Noah Miller isn't pitching. I believe Ryan Sealer is the one that's hurt. The pitching is still proving to be strong. They're playing good offense. Noah Miller completely shuts down every run game, uh, and he is has a great impact for this team. Uh, you know, at the plate, the leadership, and all that. But on top of that, I mean, they're very senior laden, uh, heavy team with a lot of experience of playing together. A coach they want to play for. You know, all the things you look for in a team that can make a run. Uh, Monroe has, and they're they've been convincing at ten and one and one. Um, what do we? What is the only loss that they have? <laughs> Uh, it was Allen Park, wasn't it? Allen Park, right. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to remember who it was. I knew it was a Super 25 team. So, again, you talk about the weight of a loss. I mean, it'd be 10-1-1 and one and, one and your only loss would be a team that's in receiving votes whose only two losses are a team that's ranked. That's where that weight kind of comes into play. Yeah. Uh, number nine, you got Forest Hills Eastern. They're sticking where they're at. Still strong, 9-1. and one. Why are they still 9-9-1? Nine and nine and one? Have not beaten a lot of teams that we would consider ranking. Not a lot of good teams. Number eight, Algonac. Uh, Algonac moves up from 10 to 8. They're 11-1, and one, playing strong. Kasner's awesome. Uh, rest of the team is proving to be that as well. Seven, Bay City, John Glenn. Uh, they drop a bit, 9-2. and two. Only two losses are non-league. Uh, look, I mean, league games are the games you prioritize. When you are prioritizing your league games and you go play a team that isn't, and might throw their ace against your number five, you might lose that day. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter, and, and your CWB ranking doesn't really matter, and your regular season record really doesn't matter. Therefore, that's why we're seeing the 9-2 the record as kind of a, a non-factor for us. Um, but other teams are still playing better than them in between that 7-3 and three spot. So they did go from 4 to 7 this week, but all the same, still playing strong, still a team we firmly believe has a chance to go win D2. Number six, the team that I think and you think and we think could be one of the greatest threats to that run, uh, and we've said this from the start, is Grand Rapids Christian. They're 8-0. They're beating everybody. They're beating them pretty good. Uh, it's more than just Kyle Remington. It's more than just Duck. It's more than just uh, Isaacs. It's it's a team that has a lot of experience playing together. It's a deep team. They're doing a lot of the 
little things right and they're playing kind of the brand of Grand Rapids Christian baseball we've seen over the last four or five years and it's really good uh, number five brother rice they are 10 and three they are currently tied in the seventh inning with Orchard Lake St. Mary's and they're going to finish that up and they are the biggest threat to the streak and we could have a whole episode to discuss that game but they played tremendous they are they are a team that has not played their best in every game but when it comes to the Orchard Lake game, they are playing their best. And when it comes to the big games against good good teams, really good teams that they want to square up with, they do play their best. However, they are 10-3. and three. Um, You know, they did lose to Gross Point South, who jumped a bunch. Um, none of the losses are quote-unquote bad losses, but their losses are all the same. Yeah. Battle Creek Lakeview is at number four. Uh, Battle Creek Lakeview is 15-1. and one. Like, hey, how are you? Oh, that's you. Jesus, my bad. I totally <laughs> took away your top five. I was just on oh. a roll. Momentum caught me. I'll let, you get okay. the top three. I'll let you get the top three. But Battle Creek, Battle Creek Lakeview is at number four. They are 15-1. and one. They are a team that's like extremely in your face. Uh, all of a sudden, the threat could be a, a state title pick, could be a final four team, yada, yada, yada. Um, I apologize for taking your shine there and rolling my momentum. I'll let you take the top three. No problem at all, Brandon. I, I don't mind at all when you get on rolls, as you know. Um, yeah, wanted to talk re- briefly. Bay City John Glenn dropped as a result of teams moving ahead of them more than they result more than they dropped as a result of like doing anything bad. Um, but dropped from four to seven in part because they got absolutely waxed on a on a Saturday by our number three team, and that's Bay City Western. Uh, Bay City Western is 12-0. and 0. We're juicing the life out of them. Here you go, number uh, number three in the, in, in the state. Two Bay City clubs, by the way, in the top seven. Uh, we've never had that before. But anyways, Bay City Western playing really, really well. They have that quality win over John Glenn, um, understanding that the matchup is not – the matchup was not exactly what – blah, 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 blah. We, we get it. We know that sometimes teams throw their good pitchers in non-league games against teams who don't. And I, we talked about it already. I understand. However, still got smoked. Bay City Western up to number three. Number two, and we talked about this already, Northville. They swept Heartland. They swept Howell. They swept Woodhaven. I don't even remember who their one loss was to, and I don't even think it matters. Um, they're 12 and, or 13-1, and one, excuse me. They're beating everyone to sleep. They are really, really good. We said this before the season. I, Brandon, I think we had them at three coming in, and now they're up to number two. Um, they play St. Mary's tomorrow. That's another matchup where who knows how the pitching is going to be. We don't know. I, St. Mary's plays a league game on Wednesday, so I'm sure that that's when the aces will throw or the, the top of their rotation will throw. I would imagine that that's similar at least a little bit to Northville. I'm sure they have league games this week, but either way, it doesn't matter. They're going to play tomorrow. Uh, one versus two because, number one, as it has been since we started doing this, is St. Mary's. They're 14-0. and They are dominant, but not quite as dominant. Um, they are really good. I think they're probably better than everyone else. I don't know if they're as better than everyone else as they have been. Um, the point being, they've beaten everyone who's come in front of them so far. Beat one of the best teams in Ohio, in, like I said, one of the best high school games I've seen. They kind of quickly dispatched Liggett twice. They've swept Catholic Central. They beat Brother Rice 8-0 and now are tied with them in that suspended game that we talked about. Uh, that's kind of what we expected, considering that was 1-2 and two coming into the season, uh, how we felt about Brother Rice. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're really good. Aiden Donovan's kind of jumping into that ace role. Jason Oliver's the ultimate X-factor. They're swinging it well. They walk a lot. 
the freshman Brustevich is is maybe the next dude out of the state Hudson the 2026 um yeah I, you know it's a really good team I don't know what else to say about it but to recap our super 25 St. Mary's at one, Northville at two, Bay City Western at three, Battle Creek Lakeview at four, Brother Rice at five, Grand Rapids Christian at six, Bay City John Glenn at seven, Algonac at eight, Forest Hills Eastern at nine, Monroe at 10, Lake Orion at 11, Brighton at 12, Gross Point South at 13, Liggett at 14, Rochester Adams at 15, West Bloomfield at 16, Heartland at 17, Portage Northern at 18, Flint Powers Catholic at 19, New Boston Huron at 20, Freeland at 21, Detroit CC at 22, Carlton Airport at 23, Detroit Edison at 24, Jenison at 25. And our also receiving votes category, Novi, Goodrich, Allen Park, Zeeland East, and Rockford. Brandon, any thoughts? Uh, well, Battle Creek Lakeview is stunning at 15-1 and one, and probably, I would say, qualified as – the biggest surprise, biggest surprise so far. And I think it would be a wise idea. This is kind of like an on the fly thing, but a wise idea for us next week to do like a, Hey, it's may here are some super relatives for most surprising teams so far. Um, you know, biggest disappointment. I don't, I might be too negative, but you understand there's some teams that we've been pleasantly surprised with some teams we've been disappointed with battle Creek Lakeview might sit on top of pleasantly surprised, uh, at 15 and one, um, you know, outside of that, I think, you know, Gross Point South is showing their seniority. I mean, th- I was like, I don't know how many I'm estimating and guesstimating here. I think it's like 13 seniors. That team has been playing together since most of those seniors have been playing together since they were like sophomores at South. But like they always do in Gross Point, they've been playing together for much longer before that as well. And you're seeing that kind of chemistry culminate and what you know greaser has done there for so many years is, is happening again type of deal we haven't seen a south team been able to get this high in the super 25 since we incepted cwb but had we had the super 25 for the years prior we would have seen them there kind of perennially perennially uh however now we're at that point where it's like okay south is very much so a player and we're gonna have to consider them for p- come playoff time because we've seen grease bomb go win state championships with 18 and 11 teams now there is the glaring st mary's no matter what team you talk about in d1 you always have to talk about like well st mary's is there well st mary's is there however my la- my final point i'll make about this is northville they are neck and neck with st mary's right now as far as like if you're a and a I don't say this literally. I say this as a metaphor. If you're a betting man and you're like, hey, who's going to win the state title this year? The last couple of years has been kind of easy to say St. Mary's, right? Like you feel pretty confident. Not so much this year. Northville is like beyond legit. They're like right up there with St. Mary's. They're right up there with Rice. Rice is what it, right up there with both of them. You know, as are these other teams in between, uh, you know, like Bay City Western and Lakeview. Um, but I'm curious to see what happens uh, when Northville and Mary's square off, that is going to be, that's going to be fantastic if it happens in the playoffs. So looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, I don't know, man, it's been fun so far. It's kind of all over the state. Um, has been another fun year. And we are, we're, we still have another two months of, of action or so another seven, six, seven weeks excited about that. Um, We'll plan on seeing some more baseball in the coming days. Now that we're, you know, kind of back on schedule of where we're going to, you know, record Sunday nights and stuff, we can start having players and coaches on. Um, but after beyond the Super 25, Brandon, do you want to take us through the goose poop 
um, strength of schedule rankings to kind of see how they compare. I would love nothing more. So these are the computer rankings. Now the exact math formula I do not have in front of me right now, but understand that these rankings are based on a power rating, which ranks your record and your unique opponents, strength of your schedule. Keep all those things in mind, how much you win by, how little you win by, et cetera, et cetera. So I will start kind of looking through here and telling you some teams that, hey, this team's much higher. Hey, this team's much lower. Uh, yada, yada, yada. So, for example, Bay City John Glenn is falling in the 37 range. You know, despite being high in our rankings, Bay City John Glenn is at 37 and with a rating of 10.37, despite the record uh, currently on their on their end being eight and one. I didn't think they take up. They took a loss on a Saturday. This was updated as of April 23rd. So I think we need to add in a loss there. All the same, they're sitting there. Um St. Mary's is number one. I guess I can start there. St. Mary's is not only number one, they're a whole point at point 1.3 higher than number two. Number two is not Northville. Number three is Northville at 16.62, but St. Mary's is 2.2 higher than Northville at 18.78. Northville at 16.62. Perfectly in between there, 17.4 is Bay City Western at 8 0. Uh, so you can see the impact of our rankings translating to the rankings of goose poop and when that's without seeing them i mean i'm reading these off to brian for the first time right now he has not seen these r123 is st mary's northville western in that order the computers rank them st mary's western northville in that order so it's just a flip-flop of the two and three there uh so that's interesting here's some tea here's some people are gonna get riled up about this one number four is liggett liggett's at 15.68 with an eight and two record uh do we have are they eight and two yeah Wow, they've turned it around. They had what did they start off like four and two or three and two? They were always um, two. Right, that's what it was. St. Mary's losses, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then at number five, uh, aligning with our rankings, and number five is Brother Rice, who we have at number five. And the rankings have at number five with a fifteen point five eight record. Behind them, number six, according to the computers, Heartland with a 14.89 record. And some of this is where it starts to get a little uh, finicky because we do have some records off that have not been totaled in yet. But Heartland is there. Lake Orion, uh, Adams, West Bloomfield, Grand Rapids Christian, Detroit CC still ranking high at 11. Uh, Monroe is in here at 12. Uh, Fenton is making their way in there at 13. Macomb, Dakota, uh, Sterling Heights, Stevenson, Jenison, Flushing, Battle Creek Lakeview, Allen Park is at 21. Rochester is at 22. Brighton is at 23. Here's one that aligns with our rankings. Airport at 24. We have airport at 23. Uh, Clarkston, De La Salle, Lakeland is at 20, um, 27. Romeo making their way in, the, way in there. So what we're seeing is the computers like the Mac Red teams. But what's really shocking about that is a team like uh, Sterling Heights Stevenson, who's in the Mac Red in 6 and 2, is at 17. The Gross Point South, who's in that same division, is at 32. A little interesting uh, with a 10.97 rating versus Stevenson's 13.24. Uh, and then, you know, just going through here and looking some more, you know, Zealand East is a bit down at 44. Uh, Detroit Western all the way down at 49. Portage Northern's down at 55. Um, and here's the thing. And, we'll, and I'll close the um, I'll close these rankings with this on my end. It's a work in progress, right? 
is this is all about sample sizes. You know, this is a combination of what happened last year uh, along with what's happened so far this year. And some teams, like St. Mary's, have played 14 games. And then some teams, like Adams, have only we've only seen uh, – I'm sorry, like Lake Orion, have only – this this is only totaling up seven games for Lake Orion. Uh, so you're going to see things change. Like, for example, De La Salle is sitting here at 26 despite being three and six. Yep. Right? That has a lot to do with the power of the schedule, the losses, and what those mean. Um, so we'll see. And then you have other teams like Flushing who are 12 and two. And yep. finding their way really high in here. And like Battle Creek Lakeview, 16 and 1, still 20th, still behind Flushing, even though there's 16 and 1 and have similar schedules, I believe. Um, you know, not common opponents, but I would say common, commonly ranked opponents in a way. So, um, so yeah, Forest Hills Eastern, 9 and 0, they're at 30. Uh, Celine, 6 and 8, they're 31. So, you know, it, it's, and they're ahead of Gross Point South. So, and then uh, just to give the Huron League a shout out, Huron is at 30 Creek. So, it's definitely something where it's like, oh, that's really cool. But it's certainly something that Goose Poop, and then, you know, we're also trying to, you know, attribute our knowledge to Goose Poop as well with what we think. And this isn't the gospel, but it's certainly a great way to look at things and say, oh, okay, so, you know, the rankings do see us, do see things similar to as we do in that top three. So I definitely find it interesting. Well, yeah, me too. I, I mean, like, we talked about wanting to add a little bit more of an analytic component to the show, anyways. And I think this is perfect for that. Um, the thing about rankings like that is, is like ours, they get better as they get more data. So, right. you know, exactly. And I feel better about, I feel obviously good about the fact that we end up doing a pretty good job over the course of the season, as far as ranking and, and have a lot of teams in the right spot heading into the tournament. And simultaneously the goose poop ones, I think will be even more, um, sort of illuminating as they get more data involved in them. But yeah, I mean, Brando, I'm good for this week, man. If you want to take us out next week, we're going to start uh, bringing in some more guys for interviews, especially got to get some fellas on from clubs who are off to these hot starts. Uh, We'll see how the rest of the week goes. All eyes on Mary's Northville tomorrow, uh, but obviously some other big matchups throughout the state coming this week. We're in it. It's full swing. Everybody's playing. Weather's good. Let's get after it. Um, please remember to follow us on social media, Cold Weather Bats, Twitter and Instagram. And please like, rate, and review the show if you wouldn't mind. All of that helps with viewership. Uh, excuse me, listenership, not viewership. But uh, but beyond that, Brando, take us out, man. All right. Thank you for uh, listening to Cold Weather Bats for another episode. We obviously appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, I don't know. If we've covered this or not, but follow us, Cold Weather Bats. Um, engagement is everything, and we really appreciate it. And you guys kind of do it without us telling you anyway, so just continue to do that. Um, yeah, with all that being said, we'll talk to you guys next week. Plenty ahead. Uh, exciting week of baseball. Another one as it continues to be week in and week out here in Michigan. And we will talk to you guys soon. For Cold Weather Bats, for Brian, I'm Brandon. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>